It is another player signing edition here as we kick off September, the final full month before Cyclones hockey is back into full swing. And a new face will be joining the Clones here this fall. Dakota Betts, the youngest signing so far, just 21 years of age, straight out of the OHL in Niagara with uh, some jerseys and other Ice Dogs memorabilia in the background. Dakota, as I said, before we started recording, you got the better background than me. Uh, but uh, more importantly, maybe just as important, what are you doing this summer? Uh, what's keeping you busy as we uh, will grow to learn more about you here coming to Cincinnati? Uh, yeah, just uh, basically in the summer, I just uh, have a little job. I work a little bit of construction landscaping. Um, and then I just, uh, on the off, I just I train. I go on the ice a couple times a week and uh, go to the gym, uh, the fitness garage, and would be there for about four or five times a week. So that's basically what a little bit of golf too here and there. I think uh, what's interesting and, and fans don't know this, but whatever, we'll peel the curtain back. Like this interview was kind of tough to schedule because you're blue collar, man. Like you work hard. You mentioned construction. You're busy. What What are your shifts? Like 12 hour shifts? Yeah. So usually during the week, I work five days a week and um, I work usually from 630 to six o'clock and then I'll go to the gym after. And then after I go, it's, it's a pretty long day for me. It's mostly I just have my routine every day. I go to work, gym, and then I skate after usually. Pretty long day, but uh, I get through it, and it helps me a lot for sure. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about a pretty long day. We've got the hours of 6 to, to 6 or 6.30 that you're working. I mean, when do you wake up? 4 or 5 a.m.? And then when you're finally done skating and working out, I mean, what time of the day is it? Well, in the morning, I usually wake up. I have my alarm set around like 5.30, wake up, eat, and I'll uh, drive to – my work's usually like a half an hour drive to work. So I just I give me that time to eat and then uh, go to work. But then after, usually, if I skate or go off to the gym, um, usually it's – I'll eat, come home, shower, and then pretty much straight to bed almost. It's probably around 10 o'clock, 10.30 every night. So, yeah. yeah. What's funny, too, is that your your stats, uh, which we'll get into and we'll talk about hockey, but it, like it it models blue collar. I, I think if you look at the old school hockey and the guys that fight and they get the penalty minutes, you always think, oh, they're the they're the blue collar guys. And, and of course, there you are. And you kind of have that reputation. You get a decent amount of penalty minutes. You will drop the gloves. You're not afraid to do that. And there you are, you know, putting uh putting the uh, the muscle to work in the summer with construction. I mean, you're like the mold of the old school hockey player. For sure. Yeah, I get that a lot. And uh, construction in the summer definitely, definitely helps. It's kind of like working out twice a day, going to work all day. It's pretty hard on the body. I go to the gym after. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the right shape, but uh, definitely helps out for sure. The other thing that sticks out to me is you got to have a hell of a work ethic to do what you do. And maybe that's why you were given a letter in Niagara. Um, this past season, you were an alternate captain for the Ice Dogs in the Ontario Hockey League. Um, led the team with 93 penalty minutes. I think your next buddy was about 40 behind you. So uh, tell us, as, as we're talking a little bit about who you are off the ice and, and you being blue collar, what about on the ice? How would you describe, because there's going to be fans that are going to see bets on the back of a jersey uh, for a Cyclones jersey that they've never seen before. So to those fans that will watch you for the first time, Dakota, how would you describe your game? Um, You know, a little bit of hard defense here and there. And then I also could step up and and uh, br bring some offense to the game too. Um, you know, in Niagara, what I was expected, I I was basically a walk-on to the OHL. And, and they just they saw from camp, they just saw like, the physicality and just like being involved and, and engaging in, in some of the physical play. And you know what, like most of the time, you know, I wasn't really 
I didn't really like fighting, but I would definitely step up for my team when it needed to be done and uh, protect my guys. I'd be a leader for them. And, and just like the, the hard play, that's what my coaches liked. And that's what I provided for the team and, and all the guys respected for sure. You know, a rookie who was maybe 24, 25 years old, they had gone through junior, waited till they aged out at 20 and then went to a four-year university. For you, you're taking a different path. It's not foreign. Sean Allen on the Cyclones did the same thing. What for you made, uh, I guess, what was the reasoning behind this decision? Is there any talk with parents or, or, or family to say that, you know, right now for me, I think the best step is to go pro and not go to school in the, in the interim? Yeah, for sure. Um, basically, just what I thought, I talked with my agent and my parents. I thought the best thing for me would probably just jump into pro hockey. And like the way that I play and the way I progress and become a better player is definitely playing with better talent. And um, when I play with that better talent, it makes me a better player and, and it helps me um, progress my game a lot better too. So I think um, going pro hockey at a young age would definitely help me and, and definitely try to get me to the next level and keep growing up as, as much as I can. So. So another thing I want to know is, and, and we asked this with the new players, is how do you become a Cyclone? Now, looking at your resume, again, it's 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 relatively small. Just because of how young you are, you haven't been to a lot of different spots. Before the OHL, there was Whitby. You mentioned you're working out there still. That's an OJHL spot for you. Um, I know both coaches, Alex Bezerra and Jason Payne, have ties to the Ontario Junior Hockey League. Um, is that where the connection is? Is there something else, or was this as simple as maybe – not you knowing them, but your agent having a connection. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, those guys have a past in the OJ, and they they definitely probably heard my name before and stuff. But um, Jason, actually, I, I I knew him through a kid on my team last year. I got in contact with him, and and we've been talking. And I talked to a couple other teams, but just like the way that I was talking to Jason seemed like it was a close connection. And, and the way that we talked, it was just, I just seemed like a pretty good fit for me and, and uh, coming down there, I think uh, be a good spot for me to play. So. It, I love when guys say that there were other options because it's, it's the honesty of the business, right? And, and let's, I guess, put that straight is that hockey is a sport. It is a business and your agent is there to try and do what's best for business for Dakota bets. So when you have those conversations, I think what you're looking for is, you know, especially in your first professional season, you know, where is the right fit that I'm going to be able to not only play my game, but continue to build on my game, right? I, I mean, what are the kind of questions, I guess, that you ask yourself when, when it comes to making a, a big decision like this? Um, Yeah, you know, uh, there's a couple of other, other teams that said that I'd fit in pretty good, but um, I just think like the trust and uh, talking to Jason and you seem like a pretty good guy and seems like a pretty good city to play in. And, and I'd fit in pretty good on, on the D side and I just got to prove myself. And that's pretty much all I've done my whole career is just prove myself, you know, getting, getting drafted in the under 18 draft, not even getting drafted in the regular OHL draft and uh, to Kitchener. I didn't, well, I didn't fit in there. So I found uh, a spot in Niagara to play and, went and proved myself at camp and they loved me right away. And I ended up playing some pretty big minutes for them, pretty uh, solid situations. And that's pretty much what I've done my whole life is just prove myself, you know, because I've never really looked at as like one of the top players, I guess. Um, my, my younger uh, minor hockey team, uh, we didn't have the best team growing up, but um, you just had to make yourself stand out any way you could. And, and even last year, I just, the hard physical game, um, a lot of people loved it. I, I played as physical as I could. I put up some a little bit of points on the D side and 
and uh, that's what people love. So I just got to prove myself, and then um, I'll definitely uh, hopefully have a good season here. You talk about the OHL, and a few minutes ago you said how you were pretty much a walk-on. Anybody that knows Major Junior knows that that is a league um, that kind of just breeds NHL talent. You see a lot of first-round picks come out of the OHL, and uh, to be a walk-on, I mean, that's tough, but you kind of just said it there how – I guess this is something you've dealt with your whole life and and you kind of play into that underdog role. There's got to be a motivation there, a mentality too. I, I don't know if it comes just completely internally. Is it from parents? Is it from a coach? What kind of drives you to to continue to, I guess, you know, uh, prove the doubters and the naysayers wrong? When I didn't get drafted, I kind of looked at it. I was like I was a little bit heartbroken in the sense, but um, I used that as motivation a little bit, even talking to my dad. He's been my biggest supporter pretty much my whole life. And and they, they talked to me and they said, like, you know, like you can use this motivation and you can move forward or you can just let it go and just move on with your life and, and, and quit hockey. And I was like, oh, well, I, I've been doing this my whole life, pretty much been a job for me my whole life. So I'm just going to keep going at it. And and I did. I used this motivation and I uh, just ended up getting a spot here in Niagara after I played uh, junior A with me. So, yeah, that's basically all, all that happened. Earlier, you mentioned how, you know, you, I guess you never necessarily viewed yourself as a fighter. Um, and, and look, you weren't racking up, you know, 500 penalty minutes, but you had 93 in, in about 60 games this year. Um, at what point in your career did you did you kind of, I guess, maybe pivot to that role? I mean, is that a role? And now, especially going into pro, like the ECHL has it. Cyclones had like 40 fights in 72 games last season. So um, th this team can mix it up. Uh, is that a role that you're kind of looking to continue? You mentioned points, and, and that's the other thing. You did put up 33 points last season. Like, that's not a small number for your position and, and the minutes you're given. Um, is is that another layer of your game that you think gets peeled back professionally? Um, yeah, you know, I guess some people might look at it that way. But, you know, like, I just do whatever I can for my team. If someone needs to step or, or answer the bell. I mean, I, I will 100%, but I don't look at myself as a fighter. I just look at myself as just a hockey player. That's just how I always looked at the game of hockey. It was just a rough game, and I knew that fighting was involved. And and you know what? I just do whatever I can to stand up for my teammates. And, and if I'll definitely step up and, and help them out any way I can. So, yeah, I don't think myself as much as a fighter, but um, I definitely will just mix it up here and there. Well, I think one thing that that I would call you a fighter for, and I would call anybody that went through it for, is uh, how about COVID? Uh, I, I think it's impossible to not talk about that, and uh, your stats will show you did not get to play uh, a major junior game for the 2020-21 season. Um, everybody has a different story when it comes to this, and it is still relevant to talk about. So even going back to you know spring of 2020, when you were in your first season, um, in the OHL with, uh, with, with the past team that you were with, um, with Niagara, you know, what happened? When did it all come down for you? And then at what point, you know, as, as a guy who, like you said, hockey is almost a job, like it's, it's your livelihood. It's what you have done for so long. How hard is it to be away from the game for so long? Yeah, it's definitely for sure. It definitely hurt a lot of us. And uh, my my route to it was just basically at the end in there, all this COVID stuff started happening. Then our, our league ended up getting shut down. And I'm and I'm going to get sent home. I'm going, geez, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Like if I, if this keeps continuing and there's no hockey for another two years, like, you know, like I might be done. Like I just my whole 
hockey career might be over. And, and so basically I just, I started uh, working a, a job in a factory for a little bit and up working there the whole time. And, and I was thinking, just hoping the whole time while I was still training, going to the gym and skating and stuff, I'm hoping like, you know, I hope I can get to go back the next season because so I can at least prove myself a little bit more because using that, losing that year for that year of COVID was just like, it hurt a lot of guys hurt me, especially like, you know, like, you could have, could have, things could have ended up way different. Like you could have got more looks and stuff like that when that year you could have, could have helped yourself a lot more, but um, yeah, it definitely hurt, hurt me a lot. I just worked. And then we finally got to go back for my, for my 20 year old year. Thank God for that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there. It definitely hurt me and I hurt a lot of guys. As difficult as it could have been to deal with it, how nice as, as we are nearing the end of this conversation, how cool was it though, to come back, and, and not only be, you know, I, I imagine just overwhelmed with joy, maybe even some disbelief, like, wow, this is really back. Um, how cool is it on, on one fold to have that? And then also to come back to a team that you hadn't played for now in over 12 months, and they tell you that you're going to wear a letter. Yeah, I know. It was a big honor for sure. And uh, coming back after COVID, uh, you know, like the fans really ain't see it back in the building. It was, it was pretty high intense. It was, fans were really good to us last year. It was the crowd playing with all the guys again and you know, all my brothers it was just a unreal feeling and and for having to trust in the coaches and the players to, to put an a on my jersey was a real honor and then uh i guess worked out that uh our captain leaving and all the guys and, and the coaches they had, they had trusted me to, to put me as a captain and and uh i basically just led the team and uh just there for them at any chance they could be and it was just an unreal feeling to be there. I think it's awesome, too. And it also speaks to the fact that now you and your program, not only do you bring skill, you bring a little bit of size, you bring youth, but you bring some leadership because you've now played a role like that, which is so important. Um, last thing we'll ask before we let you go, uh, Dakota, is you talk about the crowd and how antsy they were to get back. The crowds in Cincinnati at Heritage Bank Center are unreal. I promise you that. You're going to love it. There's eight, nine, ten, sometimes more than 10,000 people in the building here. So, what uh, about Cincinnati? We, we've talked about how it's the right fit. We've talked about the conversations with, with Jason Payne. Um, but but outside of that, you know, have you have you done a little bit of research on the city? You're coming to a pretty cool spot in the ECHL, too. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but like there's 28 teams in the league. Uh, a heck of a lot worse places to be when it comes to having a day off. Uh, getting to be in Cincinnati, Ohio. I mean, how excited are you to be in this environment and around this fan base and, and around this city? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really excited for sure. I've I've been I've been through Cincinnati uh, a couple of times. One time I was playing baseball, I went down to Kentucky, and I went and uh, I noticed that you know that the Reds this is the stadiums right beside the arena, and then you have the Bengals. And I also watch NFL and MLB too. And I know that Cincinnati is a really good city, and I, I I saw that they had a really good fan base too. So, you know, if if I have a day off or whatever, I'd definitely try to catch a football game or something like that. And there's there's definitely a lot of stuff to do, and I thought it'd be a really good place to play. So. Really excited to come down and, and be a cyclone. Let's find out. Baseball or football? You mentioned it. We're right there. Reds, Bengals. Obviously, you know which team's more successful of late. But uh, what uh, if, if it's your choice, what are you going to? A Bengals game or a Reds game? Um, you know, probably Bengals game. I haven't really I haven't been to a football game like ever and on an NFL oh. game. So that'd be a that'd be a first for me. I've been to a lot of Jays games up here up in Canada. So um yeah, I definitely would definitely try to get a Bengals game. And uh, if I could, if the Reds, you know, if they end up making the playoffs or whatever, I don't know if that's in the picture or not right now, but uh, not uh, quite. <laughs> definitely, definitely be nice to, to catch a Red. 
Well, I, I will say uh, their schedule did come out and uh, we are, we have a day off on what is Red's opening day. And uh, I will tell you, a lot of the guys that went last year have a blast. There, there's nothing like it. Yeah, for sure. I definitely, definitely want to come out and catch a game. That's going to be awesome. Well, fans are looking forward to catching games where they get to see you do your thing, Dakota. Uh, again, that is going to do it for this edition of Mini Chirps. It's our newest player signing, the young 21-year-old Dakota Betts. He'll be at Heritage Bank Center when the Cyclones have their first face-off. Season kicks off October 22nd, but October 29th is the home opener at HBC in downtown Cincy. You can go to cyclonshockey.com to get your tickets. Betsy, at least that's what I was told the nickname is, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what they call me, Betsy, yeah. Awesome. Well, Betsy, good to talk to you, man. Great catching up and great, and great getting to learn a little bit about you. I'm sure the fans love it too. And uh, we look forward to seeing you here next month for the start of Cyclones Hockey. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to come down.